two, one. The national champion is clad in you know. big orange. Alabama does it. National championship number 18. 13 in all. Absolute perfection. 20, 10, He's got it. It's the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. A visit with Greg Colley and friends talking about the magical world of sports in Middle Tennessee. Y'all ready for this? Good afternoon and welcome into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake and joined by Big Lou on the boards in the studio. Got a light crowd today. Yes, we do. We're a very light crowd. It's okay. But, but you and I can handle it, man. I feel, We've done it before. Uh, absolutely. It's a piece of cake, baby. Um, coming to you straight out of downtown Columbia, Tennessee, on 101.7 WKOM-FM. And uh, it is Friday. Um, Major League Baseball is getting cranked back up as their second half of the season uh, begins as the National League took the All-Star game 3-2, to two, so they'll have the home field advantage in the World Series in the Fall Classic. And uh, Vladimir, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. will take home the Home Run Derby Championship. Did you put anything down on that, Drake? I did not, but I, you know what I told you picked it. I told my listeners, yeah. told the listeners to uh, Vlad, Vlad to look at Vladimir Guerrero in that, and sure enough, he he took on the took on the bacon. Um, about three hours ago, the NCAA laid down their sanctions and penalties against the University of Tennessee football program. Uh, and basically who took the worst hit was Jeremy Pruitt, his assistant coaches, recruiters, people underneath him within the football department of the University of Tennessee. And uh, some key points that need to be made is Tennessee's aggressive self-investigation uh, paid off uh, as they did not get any type of bowl ban from the investigator. They fired, uh, obviously they fired coach Jeremy Pruitt and some of his staff, and they were hit with significant and long-term coaching bans, show cause bans, which basically means no one in the NCAA college football world is allowed to hire these people. Do we know for how long? Well, Jeremy Pruitt got six years. Oh, wow. Um, the university will pay upwards of $8 million in fines to the NCAA, I, which I guess if you're the NCAA and you can lay down fines and go ahead and take pay, what you can get. Pay us $8 million for paying players off. Restrictions on scholarships and recruiting are manageable and won't hamstring the hamstring the program under uh, new coach Josh Heupel. Now, as I uh, read on through, and this is an article from the uh, 
knoxnews.com. As part of the five-year NCAA probation, University of Tennessee, like I said, must play pay some fines, $8 million, 50% of the gross revenue paid to the SEC for UT's participation in the 2020 Tax Slayer Gator Bowl under Pruitt. Um, vacate all wins and individual records in any game in which 16 individual sanctioned players participated. Interesting. So there were 16 players that were found to be playing in violation, paid, whatever the deal is. So basing it off that era, though, still probably not a lot of wins vacated. Probably not. They didn't win a lot of football games there you go. in that time. Um, they have to cut 28 scholarships from its roster over five years. Okay, that's UT terrible. has already self-imposed 16 scholarship cuts over the past two seasons. Uh, and they, I, I assume, I don't know whether that's the 28 on top of the 16. I'm just thinking it's, the way I'm reading is just 28 total scholarships. Yeah. have to be cut over five seasons. Um, they have to cease communication with recruits for 28 weeks spread over five years. And I don't know who's going to police that. I mean, how um, do, I mean, I mean, I, I, mean, with I, I mean, do you have to, as a football programmer, do you have to log in every time that you call a recruit? I mean, do you, do you, do you see what I'm saying? I wonder, I'm sure it's logged in some form or fashion. Um, but I mean, I mean, we've talked about before how much power the NCAA has lost. I don't really see that being um, policed to an extensive <laughs> right. Absolutely, place. They also end unofficial visits by recruits for forty weeks over five years. Uh, cut thirty-six official visits by recruits over five years. Cut one hundred and twenty evaluation days over five years. So I'm not, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. You we, know, we talked about this before. The thing after reading all the details of it, do you still think it's unfair? You think they should have got more? Well, so I think it's fair. The, the thing about it is, when this was going on, and what I'm talking about is paying players with bags, McDonald's bags, McDonald's bags, Chick Fil A bags, Burger King bags, whatever bag it is with thousands of dollars in it and passing it off to players, coaching staff doing that. Um, you know, at that time, this NIL deal. It wasn't a thing yet. wasn't a thing yet. It was, now, in, it was in motion, but it wasn't passed by the NCAA. But now it is. So, so now Tennessee has a collective or a, 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 basically a bank account that <clears> – <throat> They put money in, and then they're, they're going to pay players for their NIL deal out, out of it. Right. So, uh, in 2020, back when all this was going on and paying the players, there were no NIL deals going out, going at that time. So, you, so Tennessee paid players off. Yeah, it, right. Obviously, illegally. And I know everybody says it goes on everywhere. Well, and, and it might go on everywhere, but – it went on at Tennessee, and they, they got, got caught. They and, got caught red-handed, and if I'm and I, they weren't very good at it. Yeah, if I remember correctly, they weren't very good at it. It was a, <laughs> so, it was a stupid mistake, and it was found out. Just you know, it was the evidence was sitting in plain sight, and there you go. Then all this came down. There you go. But and I'm so, sure that you know every 
SEC team had this going on, every Power Five team. I mean, I, mean, I mean, maybe not all of them, but a lot of them to some extent had something like this happen at it. some point. I get it. And, and you know, okay. So, and now it's legal. So, so now it's like this NILs made kind of made this paying players and players getting cash kind of like the Wild West. I mean, right. they can they can come in. And I'm not saying you I know, agree with the way and, it is now either. No, I, I don't either. But they can negotiate NIL deals along with their scholarship at, at these universities they're going to. Now, that's where high-profile players are – Right, that's what they're picking their depending college on, based off of. Who's going to pay them the most? Depending on how high these – high, like you said, high-profile type players – the Arch Mannings of the world and, and you know, four- and five-star players uh, can come in and kind of – they have a price in mind that they want to get paid. And now they're getting paid through these collectives at these universities due to their NIL deals. Now, three years ago, four years ago, Jeremy Pruitt and company, this wasn't – the NIL deal wasn't a thing, so they paid them cash money instead. Now, moving forward – as the NCAA is looking to lay penalties and sanctions on the University of Tennessee for doing this three years ago, well, now it's legal. I mean, I mean, now paying players is basically legal in some so, form or fashion. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's still a no-no to just take money from the university or boosters or something like that and just give it under right. the table. Now, there's been an unnamed booster that's been had to disassociate himself or herself from the program uh, over this, also. But my my deal is this, okay. Say, say somebody gets caught selling pot in the in in the state of Tennessee. Okay, say they get caught selling. I don't know. Whatever the deal is, they get caught selling pot, and they they go to court and they get it delayed, uh, and and their court case gets delayed three years. They get caught in twenty twenty selling, let's say, five pounds of marijuana. Then move they they get their lawyers come in they get the case delayed a year get delayed another year get delayed three years well say in that three year period Tennessee state of Tennessee legalizes marijuana what do you do now so and you're you're the you're the DA you're the DA and you're saying well hold on now. At the time, he at the time it was against the law, and you broke that law, and you broke that law blatantly many times. Now, now that we're coming three years later, it's legal. So, as a district attorney or as a prosecutor, what do you do when when you're when you're prosecuting for someone? For something that is now legal that wasn't legal at the time, am I am I making yeah, sense? Yeah, it's a tough I mean, question because maybe that played a part in Tennessee not being banned and, from a bowl game. And I think in twenty twenty, and I think it did. I think I think the NCAA looked at it like you know, well, we can we can take we can put sanctions against the people that did this knowingly, which is. And that's Definitely fair. Jeremy Pruitt and everybody involved in that staff, which is, uh, you know, nobody that was on that staff is associated with the program anymore. That's right. So them getting penalized, to me, is fair. Um, and you know, I even think that you know most all these recruiting 
sanctions over the next five years, the 28 weeks being missed and stuff okay. like that. I think that's a little over the top. A postseason ban would have gone against the guidance of the new NCAA Constitution, which went to effect August, uh, to effect on August 1st, 2022. This passed about a year ago. Uh, it encourages leniency towards programs that root out cheating themselves and discourages punishing current athletes for violations committed by former coaches uh, and athletes. Um, in the new approach, cooperating schools are supposed to get lighter penalties and bad actors are supposed to get the harsher ones, like the Jeremy Pruitts that like, you know, of the world that they, they felt were a bad actor. UT considered that its strategy to aggressively aid the NCAA. So UT went in and kind of self-policed it when it all hit the fan. They knew at that time that we've got to do something ourselves and not just sit back. We've got to show them that this is be going against our character. The, and right. I mean, they, they took on a that, complete – huge investigation once, of their own program. Once it learned about allegations of violations through a tip, UT moved quickly to fire Pruitt and assistant coaches and recruiting staff it <clears throat> and recruiting staff it said committed violations and self-reported the violations it could it could confirm. Um, a high-powered law firm was hired to conduct an independent inv investigation and turned over to the NCAA the violations uncovered by the lawyers, by the firm. The university spent more than $1.6 to investigate itself and share the results with the NCAA. Uh, these acts, quote, these actions by UT led to the fully formed record that would not be possible without the significant actions taken by, by UT, by the uh, university. The NCAA said so. They basically gave UT a pat on the back for policing themselves for breaking the rules. Um, you know, so it is what it is. No bowl ban. Um, the Vols fight on. Get some scholarships taken away, but it doesn't look like it's going to be near as bad as what some people thought it was uh, going to be. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Radio show, radio hour. Yeah, radio hour. I was right. Okay, I got it right the first time. Uh, I'm Drake, joined by Big Lou here in the studio. Give us uh, four or five minutes, and we're going to be right back. This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. 
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big, no tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113 or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. That's the Doobie Brothers, right? Sure they were, is, Drew. They were at uh, the Rock Quarry Amphitheater right off of they were at the Franklin last, Amphitheater? Last night. Right off of 65? Right, uh-huh. right before 840? Last night. Absolutely they were. Wow. Yeah. Should have seen that. A couple of folks that went to that. Um, well, just to finish up, tie up a couple of ends on the Tennessee uh, NCAA violations that were released today. The NCAA alleged level one violations, which are the most serious category, level ones. 
and that these violations were committed by Pruitt and his wife, Casey, assistant coaches Ansley, Niedermeyer, and Felton, recruiting staff members Boone, Gunn, and Hughes, former student assistant Magnus, and an unnamed booster. Um, now, in February, Felton, Hughes, Magnus, and Niedermeyer accepted multi-year show-cause penalties and for them to be rehired into the NCAA coaching world, the NCAA has to look at their – they have to approve that. Um, so It's a pretty uh, tough penalty. Taking away six years of, a, uh, you know, career opportunities right there. Yes. And, uh, you know – But they committed the acts. I mean, had to pay for it in some way. You know, at the time, you know – Paying players, players getting money to play, is illegal. It was a big no-no. Now, with like I said, NIL, not so much. But at the time, it was illegal. Just like I said, if you were selling pot in the state three years before they legalized it, and then you went to court after they legalized it for selling pot in the state where they just legalized it, I don't know what you – I really just don't know what they would do in that situation. So – it's interesting. That's a good question. Yeah. Um, former Alabama defensive lineman Quinnen Williams just signed a rather large contract with the New York Jets and became the second highest payer just behind Aaron Donald of the Rams as the second highest paid defensive lineman uh, in the NFL. Uh, he inked a four-year, ninety-six million dollar. Why didn't they just make it a hundred? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, but anyway, I'd like to four, see the details of four-year, ninety-six million dollar contract with sixty-six million of it guaranteed. So he could just so the, he so could he, break a leg right now, and that's right. He could he could break they could break both his legs off in practice tomorrow, and he would still get sixty-six million dollars. It's a pretty good deal, you know. I'd be happy with that. Last year, the Jets were fourth in the NFL in points allowed, points allowed, and yard yardage allowed. However, they were just seven ten, seven and ten in twenty twenty two, and a lot of that is because of their quarterback play was so. They didn't have a great offense. Uh, they had great rookies, and you know, like Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, those well, guys Rick, that are becoming back. Garrett Wilson, uh, he's a rookie uh, of the year. Rookie of the year. Um, Sauce Gardner. Quarter cornerback rookie, defensive rookie of the year, graded as the second ranked defensive back in the NFL. Is that right, right now? Is that year right? Two. Um, okay, and they've got Aaron Rodgers coming on board. Um, we'll see how that goes. Brees Hall's coming back from an ACL injury, uh, and he was aver- averaging almost six yards a carry, five point eight yards a carry before he got injured. If, I mean, I, if he hadn't have gotten injured. He would have been the offensive rookie of the year over yeah. his teammate Garrett Wilson. So all you fantasy players out there, uh, remember Brees Hall, and uh, you might want to highlight him and and maybe target him at some point because he might fall through the cracks and be forgotten about, but probably not. Everybody picks up these fantasy uh, publications and they have yeah. sleepers, and and then they're not going to overlook Brees Hall if he's. If he's looking good in training camp, yeah, and, and if he's back to a hundred. He'll be a he'll be a workhorse. Absolutely, and like we said, they the Jets also had the offensive rookie of the year, the wide receiver Garrett Wilson, and they're going to be on hard knocks, baby. Yeah, they're going to be on hard knocks. 
which should be pretty darn interesting. I know it. Aaron Rodgers is coming. Mean, I like Aaron Rodgers, but he's kind of out there. You know, he's kind of he's definitely he got out hooked there. up with that uh, Shailene Woodley chick. You know, the yeah. one and she's our you know, and they're like living in these uh, mud sweat huts or whatever. I don't know. And he, and he goes on darkness retreats just, every summer yeah, and takes take all his, these different kind of drugs. And <laughs> I know he he's a, he's he's wild, dude. But you know, I've had the question throughout this off season. You know, they're giving him this huge contract to go and play in New York for, I think, two years. And, I mean, he was drafted in 2005. This will be his 19th season. So, how much more can Well, he I mean, you know, uh, Brett Favre kind of – you know, it's kind of crazy because Brett Favre kind of did the same thing. I know. He left So, maybe it won't work Bay, out and then he'll go to – And, you know, he played for the Jets. For a year, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. And was terrible. And, then, and you know, and did you know when he played for the Jets – and not a lot of people – in his contract, he had his own separate dressing room from the team, so he didn't have a locker next to you if you were tight end or offensive me? lineman. Well, that kind of explains he had, Brett Favre. He's he had his really he had his guy. own he had his own separate dressing room, and and not only at the training facilities, but he also had at their home stadium, which I guess is the Meadowlands. He had his own dressing room there and did not dress with the team. I mean, look, if you're the quarterback and, you know, these guys are protecting your backside, keeping you upright, get your butt in there and, you know, be part of the team. Yeah. Don't, don't be part of the solution. Be part of the unity. Be part of, of, of the oneness. Don't be part of of I'm better than you all, and I, I, I you know, I need I, I'm Brett Favre, superstar. I need to dress alone, and yeah. I need you know my own dressing room, my he own was shower. Terrible. He was terrible in New York. Only stayed there for a year, and then went to Minnesota. <laughs> That's that, right. that makes me think of something. Actually, I actually uh, met Brett Favre. If you believe this or not, are you serious? At a Tennessee Vols game, not very briefly. It didn't seem very personal, personable. Um, but I noticed him. He was riding on the back of a gator going through what they call Vol Village in Knoxville down there where everybody kind of tailgates before <laughs> Was he hammered? I, I don't think so. I think he I – don't, I don't remember if college game day was there and he was a guest or something or, uh, you know, he might have been filming something for Copperfit or something like that. But, yeah. Was, that's correct. Well, you know, he never, he never had a broadcasting career really. I, I know. Whether that's because he's just not that smart or he's just a jerk and they just didn't want to give him any airtime. And now he's stealing millions of dollars. From the – Southern from the state of Mississippi. Yeah, you know, to build volleyball facilities for his daughter. Supposedly, um, but anyway, my I had a good friend that I went to school with at Alabama. And I'm gonna tell a quick Brett Favre story. And my friend, I don't know, he was when he, he had just left Alabama. He was looking for a job, doing some interviews and stuff. But he, in the meantime, he's working at Nordstrom's department store in Atlanta at some big mall there in Atlanta, Lenox Mall or somewhere like that. And he was working in the men's department, and he was selling shoes. And so, you know, had, you know, department stores, you go around and you pick stuff up, and then you have a little kiosk checkout area where right. the cash register is and credit card machine stuff is. Well, anyway, Brett, uh, my buddy is standing up there at the counter, and this guy walks up, and he sets two boxes of shoes up on the counter and puts his credit card, American Express, down there. And my buddy, Charlie, uh, is, is there. And so he's going to ring him up, you know, cash him out there. And he says that he reached out and gets the credit card and never really looked up, but just kind of grabbed the card and 
Brett Favre. And he and and Charlie says to to the guy, he goes, "Man, I hate you." And, the guy, <laughs> and, and, and he looks up, and it's Brett. Sure enough, it's Brett Favre. And Brett Favre says, "Why do you hate? Why do you hate me?" He goes, "I went to Alabama." He goes, "Oh." <laughs> he said, "You beat us. You beat us <laughs> twice while we were while we were at Alabama." Really? And Brett Favre also, he was quarterback for Southern Miss. Southern Miss, yeah. He beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa one year, and then he went down to Auburn. This was when Auburn was pretty good too. He goes down to Auburn and beats Auburn in Auburn in the same year. Bo- Brett Favre Bo- for Southern Miss. Were those Bo Jackson days, or was that a little earlier? You know, I think that might have been a little earlier. I, I somewhere close. Got but me. anyway, uh, it was it, it, it's a it's a funny story. Tar- Charlie's just very deadpan. He goes, man, I he didn't even really look up. He says, I hate you. It's kind of like what? It's what pretty what? funny. All right. Uh, okay, Shohei Otani uh, didn't didn't show out uh, really at the All Star game, um, like people had hoped. But you know, the guy's a free agent. And the guy is probably going to bring somewhere around $600 million with the next team that he signs with. And there are six teams that this article said that could be possible landing spots for Shohei Otani. And uh, they are as follows. The L.A. Dodgers, which is right down the freeway from Anaheim, Anaheim. And they've got a lot of money. Um, The New York Yankees, who always look to sign. The biggest money. Right. They're not afraid to sign anybody to rather large contracts. The Los Angeles Angels could keep him, but we talked about it earlier in in shows earlier. Los Angeles Angels kind of live in the shadows of the Dodgers there in in Southern California. And their market is just not quite big enough to – to pay that type of money, even though you're basically getting two players for the price of one, you're getting a pitcher and a hitter. Right. I just, but I just don't think it's going to happen because you so, get two players with Shohei, but if you trade them away, you can pick up four players. That's right, and you could, and, and, and you could very easily, very then, then, and before the end of the season, the Angels could talk to somebody and uh, before the the deadline, trading deadline date, and say, hey. You know, we're willing to shop this guy around. You know, we can always use great pitchers and great hitters, you know, for him. Okay. Uh, Other teams, uh, the Chicago Cubs. But, you know, the Cubs just paid uh, uh, Dansby Swanson a ton of money. Yep. And uh, the New York Mets, possibly. It's a big market. Sure is. And then the Seattle Seattle Mariners. And the reason the Seattle Mariners – are a possibility is because Seattle has such a huge uh, Japanese community within Seattle. Really? Uh, remember, what's his name? Uh, Suzuki. Yeah. Ichiro Suzuki. He, he Dude played a legend. He played in, he played in Seattle. Um, you know, so they've, they've had a history of, of having some of, if not the best, some of the best, Japanese players in Seattle because of such a large uh, Japanese community within that city. So those are six landing spots for Shohei Otani. Uh, it will be interesting to see where he ends up. I think he's, I think he's leading the – right now he's got 32 home runs, I think, and leading the majors. Yeah, he's definitely leading. And I don't know his, the exact number. But. And his, 
his uh, win loss record in pitching is like six and three. So you he's got pretty a guy, dang good. You got a guy that's got you six victories pitching, and when he's not pitching, he's hitting. He's leading the majors in thir- with thirty two home runs. Uh, pretty dang good. Okay, uh, NFL news: Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley. Um, two premier running backs in the NFL. Josh Jacobs um, led the league last year in yards. They're kind of sitting out right now, and yep. they they they've said they're not going to training camp until their contracts are extended. Um, Barkley and the New York Giants, where they're differing, is the guaranteed money, right? And uh, you know. Uh, I understand the the Jacobs argument a lot more than the Barkley argument for right. them personally, right? And but you know, and I tell you, but I tell you uh, a thing about the NFL right now, and and kind of a trend, Lou, that that we can see happening. Uh, running back pay or running back pay is is kind of being depressed, is in a decline. Yep, um, and that is because. The NFL would rather play pay a high end one, number one or number two wide receiver their money than pay a running back one running back a large guaranteed amount. Why? Because so much is invested in your quarterback, right? And you want you you, you invest so much money in your quarterback protecting not only, not only paying him but also in your offensive line protecting him. That and frankly, running backs just don't last very long well, in today's game. Running backs are more disposable, and they're renewable, and they're interchangeable. I mean, think about and how I mean, many star running backs pop up in the league that are coming from like Toledo's and you know right. non-power five schools. But you compare these these running backs that are coming out of college every year. Compare these to the top one and two wide receivers. Wide receivers' careers last longer. Yep. They probably uh, are a little bit more durable, obviously, with their, with their careers lasting longer. Not getting, and, but they're beat not, but they're not interchanged. Their 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 skill set is so uh, specific, it's unique to the player. That's right. That you can't you can't just pull you can't just take him out one year and put in somebody else. You Listen know to that, Titans. As opposed, you can't take out an AJ Brown and replace him with a Traylon Burks. Absolutely, you can't. And so that is why running backs are seeing a decline in pay and a decline in guaranteed money because the owners and general managers have figured out, hey, you know. We don't need to pay you that much because we can replace you with somebody off the street and get the same production value. That's exactly right. So uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I was on my way into the studio today. I was listening to another sports there is another sports channel out there, another sports radio talk show besides ours. Yeah. In case people are wondering. They shouldn't be wondering. But, <laughs> they should be just listening to us. The, absolutely. That's what I'm telling That's, that's all you they, need. That's where they get the they get they get all the sports information they need right here, you know, from us. What else could you ask for? Um but they were talking about overall production, overall kind of an average of running Yards per, you know, just everything involved regarding running backs. And Derrick Henry ranked in this list number five. Yeah. 
And ahead of him was Josh Jacobs. Yep. He had a better year last year. Um, but the argument for Derrick Henry, the guy still had 1,500 yards behind right. the 32nd-ranked offensive line in the NFL. Josh Jacobs had a better year than Saquon Barkley. He had sure more did. yards, had more yards and more touchdowns. That's why I don't get the Barkley thing because Barkley has been injured every year of his career for the rest of the season after he gets injured. You know, he never comes back. He got injured last year. He had two or three good games and now he's wanting guaranteed money. Um and that kind of sounds like I'm going to get injured again, so I want to be guaranteed uh, you know, $10 million over the course of this season. So if I do tear my ACL again, I'm still going to get paid. Well, he, I don't agree with it. You know, and I, I had him on my fantasy league team last year, and you're right. He'd go one, have one great game, and then he'd go basically goose egg for the next two. Then he'd have a great game. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of consistency right there. But I think part of that is because Daniel Jones and the – the wide receiving crew or, or uh, core of the New York Giants didn't didn't frighten anybody in the passing game. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, they spent, and, and you're, they spent you're $60 backs. million dollars on Kenny Galladay, who caught one touchdown last season. I mean, it's a $60 million touchdown I mean, in a you, meaningless game against the Eagles. You've got to be able – if you want to if you if you want to throw the ball, you got to be able to run the ball. If you want to run the ball, you got to be able to throw the ball. You know, they both feed off each other. Yeah, um, they go hand in hand. That's exactly if right. If you can't do one, you're not going to be able to do the other for very long, for very well. They're, absolutely you're not. Um, and tonight, the Major League Baseball cranks them up uh, for the second half of the season. How much time we got left in this? Two minutes. Well, we're going to go – We're gonna, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to hang off – we're going to go over the Major League Baseball standings, where everybody is starting the second half uh, of the season after the All-Star break. And uh, But we're going to take a little break real quick, okay? All right, gotcha. this is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake, and we're in the studio with Big Lou. And we're going to make a little money. We'll be right back. Song, song of the South, sweet potato pie and I shut my mouth. Gone, gone with the wind. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hoods for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. 
recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Did you know that 70% of Americans age 65 or older will need some form of long-term care in their lives? And even more frightening, 7 out of 10 people who go into long-term care will become completely impoverished within one year. It doesn't need to be that way. You do not need to go broke in the nursing home. Call Prochowski Estate Law to learn how you can protect your life savings and hard-earned property from the high cost of long-term care. Call me at 931-363-7222. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Gypsy Kings featuring Donino Baliardo return to Nashville. With a concert that will take you on a trip down memory lane. The Gypsy Kings will be performing their greatest hits November 4th at T-Pac Andrew Jackson Hall. 
for you to dance and enjoy an unforgettable night. Tickets on sale through ToninoBaliardo.com. A loud and live production. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined by Big Lou. That's Man, that's sweet music, isn't it, That makes your hair stand up on your arm, doesn't it, huh? I mean, just getting ready. Hey, man. We're, we're 50 cool. days. 50 days today. Until Is it kickoff. 50 days until until, exactly. until the Vols hit the, hit the field? Is that right? Against Virginia and Nashville. There you go. Getting pumped. There you go. I'm predicting uh, Virginia to cover that 28 points. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just, oh, well, you can throw some money down on it. Okay. Oh, right. I'm I, and I will. Okay. Uh, I'm not allowed to yet, but you know, it, what is the age? Is it 21? It's 21. That's crazy. Yeah, you, know, you should be able to. You should be able to fire down if you want to at 18. Yeah, I mean, I come on. I understand. I'm right there with you. Okay, we talked about Shohei Otani before we left, and just to update uh, some news that the Angels have put out and said publicly they are considering all trade offers for Shohei Otani. Um, the Angels were 41-33 and 33, uh, back probably mm, somewhere around the 1st of June. And now, let me see if I can pull up. They were – Okay, they were 41 and 33 less than a month ago, but injuries have sent the team back below 500. Mike Trout landed on the injured list. Anthony Rendon uh, has not played since suffering an injury on July 4th, and Otani exited the game with his own injury, and they skidded into the <laughs> into the All-Star break, and now they are 45 and 46. So that means within the last month they have gone about four and thirteen on their one loss record, and that's not very good. That's so, not very good. so they might be in the mood to trade Otani, yeah, and get some players for him uh, because they know ultimately they're not going to be able to afford a five hundred and fifty to six hundred million dollar contract, yeah, to and pay I mean, this that's, that's to almost, pay this gentleman. That's almost Oakland A's bad, four and thirteen, right. And uh, teams that this article talks about, deep-pocketed teams like the Yankees, the Mets, the Dodgers, uh, they'll all be among contenders contenders for Otani's services uh, should he reach free agency. Um, The Giants and Boston could also – could make a – you know, could make a run for them. But um, I'm thinking the Yankees. You know how the Yankees always come in there and pick up the – I mean, the high, the high dollar contracts, yeah. and they don't they don't have a, they don't blink an eye about. They're it. going to make the most aggressive chase after him, and it'll probably work. And, it usually uh, does. So uh, that's the way things are with Mister Otani. Now let's go. Let's look at the standings real quick in Major League Baseball, uh, being that we're halfway through and right after the All Star break, and kind of everything goes right downhill to the Fall Classic from here, um, and the Tampa Bay Rays. Are who started out the season what thirteen and zero or something like that? They yeah. started out just on a tear. Yes, 
Um, they're 58 and 35, and they just have they're just two games up on the Baltimore Orioles in the American League East. Wow. Um, I know that. So every team in the American League East is above 500. Wow. Uh, and at the, bo- were, at the bottom is Boston, my Red Sox, and they're 48 and 43. The Yankees are 49 and 42. Toronto is 50 and 41. Baltimore is 54 and 35. And then Tampa Bay is 58 and 35. So, like I said, Boston at the bottom at 48 and 43 uh, wins versus losses. They're nine games back in the American League East. In the American League Central, the Cleveland Guardians. They're at 500, and they're leading the American League. They are 45 and 45, and they are leading the American League Central. I'd like to see what that ranks in history. The AL East has got to be one of the best divisions to this point ever in baseball. Well, with all 48 and 43 in last place. Yep, that's right. That's and incredible. Cleveland, like I said, American League Central is bat is 500 at 45, 40, 45 wins, 45 losses, and that's they're wild. leading that division. That's wild. By a half a game over Minnesota, then Detroit, then Chicago, then Kansas City, which all those other Minnesota, Detroit, Chicago, and Kansas City all have losing records. That is so wild. Um, in the American League West, the Texas Rangers, who had basically the whole infield of the Texas Rangers, was uh, started in the All-Star game. I think except for maybe third base, somebody else. But um, Texas is two games up on the Houston Astros in the American League West. Um, then that should be a good fight at uh, this for the second half of the season. And then uh, Seattle, the, the the Angels, who are seven games back at this point in 45 and 46. And then the lowly A's, who will soon to be the Las Vegas <clears throat> A's, will uh, are in the cellar of the American League West. Now, the, everybody's beloved Atlanta Braves are up by eight and a half games over the Miami Marlins. Yeah, baby. In the National League East, uh, with a record of sixty and twenty-nine, Bravos. And uh, the National League Central are my Kansas, oh, excuse me, my Cincinnati Reds, and my <clears throat> dark horse Ellie De La Cruz, National League rookie, uh, National League MVP, not rookie, but MVP of the year. I think we we'll have to put a hit out on at two hundred one odds. I put fifty bucks on him, man. If I, if I, if he, Why not? If he wins, I win over ten. I win ten thousand fifty dollars. Why not burn that? 50? We're gonna have a big. Par- I'm gonna have a big party. I hope I'm invited. Uh, I'm gonna buy a big sandwich, and we're gonna have a big party. Okay, I'm in. All right, we're gonna eat the big sandwich. Um, yeah, Cincinnati, and they're in a dogfight with the Milwaukee Brewers in the National League Central, uh, and then the Cubs come in. The Cubs are seven back. The Brewers only are a game back from the Reds. Um, the Cubs are seven back. And then Pittsburgh and St. Louis. I guess St. Louis must be taking the year off. They're normally much better than this. They're 38 and 52. Um, and they're 11 and a half games behind the Reds in the uh, National League Central. Usually win it every year, pretty much. I know it. I mean, it's not even, you know, they're not even close. I, that's right. They're 11 and a half out, the Cardinals are. Uh, in the National League West, the Los Angeles Dodgers are on top. Tied with the Arizona Diamondbacks, um, 
and then San Francisco Giants are behind the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks at two and a half games out. Uh, and then the, you get, drive down to the Padres, who are eight and a half out. And the Padres has been spent. They spent all that money on Soto. They spent and uh, Machado, Manny Machado. They they spent. They've been spending money like you know they are like printing the Yankees, like the Yankees, and they are and they ain't got you and they're money. and they're eight and a half back of the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks, who are tied at the top of the Ameri- uh, excuse me National League West. Um, and then the Colorado Rockies, who are 18 games out at the break. Um, so, there. you know, kind of kind of sad to see that, that, that go down, but, you know, it is what it is. Now, uh, if you want to bet a little baseball, you know, I've, I've even got baseball picks okay. to gamble on. Let's uh, hear them. Tonight, uh, the Magic 8 ball, I talked to it earlier today. Um, around lunchtime, and the Magic 8-Ball gave me the Phillies at the money line at minus 102. Uh, under in the Los Angeles Dodgers-New York's Mets game, under 8.5. And, and bet on the Milwaukee Brewers on the money line at minus 124. So that's the Phillies and the Brewers. Bet the money line on both those teams. And then bet under 8.5. In the Los Angeles Dodgers and the New York Mets game, that Milwaukee Brewers bet got our uh, boy Bryce Terang. That was a uh, you know the star player for the Sounds for so long. That's their farm team. Is, is that just, right? Just got called up a couple months ago. So well, good for him. I kind of been rooting for the Brewers. What a is bit. his Bryce Terang? He was a Sounds player for spell the last that for me. T U R A N G. Bryce Terang. So he was a Sounds, and now he's he's up in the big show playing uh, playing yeah. for the Brewers. And he was, I mean, he was. Amazing player for the Sounds, I think, for like three, four, five years maybe was was in Nashville. And he's been called up. Yeah. So we'll have to keep an eye yeah. on him. Um, and you said that you, ESPN released a list of running backs. They sure did. Top ten running backs. Yeah, I'll go top five just real quick. It okay. was uh, They had it as Nick Chubb, Christian McCaffrey, Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, and then Derrick Henry. Huh. And if you know me and you've listened to this show ever before, you know how much that offends me because <laughs> Derrick Henry – that that list should be shifted up one, and they should replace Henry with one. Okay. I mean, the I guy you. the guy was second in rushing with fifteen hundred yards behind the worst offensive line, maybe in the history of the NFL. <laughs> it was historically bad. Guys off the street. It was terrible. And then I think the Titans are another team um, without AJ Brown. You know, they're they don't feel teams defenses play the Titans don't feel that the pass is much of a a threat. So, all right. This has been the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake. And for Big Lou, we wish you all a great weekend. And we will be back on the air Monday about 4 o'clock. So, you guys have a great weekend. Thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>